So the reading can be found on page 1045. Um, it's a shortened version of the reading today. And it's Luke chapter 12, verses 22 to 34. <clears throat> then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon, in all his splendour, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail. When no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Annalee. A couple of months ago, um, Tim got us all to challenge ourselves and introduce ourselves to people that maybe we don't know within the church. Um, so I think we're going to have a time now just where we can greet each other. And if there's somebody you haven't spoken to for before or somebody you haven't spoken to for a long time that you'd like to have a conversation with, then please do. So. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your word that's being brought this morning through Yen. Holy Spirit, take the words that you have given Yen, speak to us and speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Just make this... Make sure this is turned on. Excellent. Oh, good morning, everyone. 
Um, it, it's really good to have an all-age service, you know. I was just worshipping next to Afia and Emmanuel and Jemima, and I thought, this is, this is fantastic. Um, and so it's really, really... Oh, thanks, James. And so, yeah, it's just wonderful to have that once in a while, to have everyone all together. Um, and so today, uh, just talking to the kids now, uh, we are looking at what Jesus says when he says not to worry. And so, you know, in the situations in life where you're just like, ah! you're just really, really scared and you're worried and you're panicking, Jesus is basically saying, don't do that. Just don't do that. And I must admit that I, I tend to do that a lot of the time. Um, I, I'm not standing here as someone who never worries. I do. Um, and so actually, just looking at this passage, it's given me a really good opportunity just to examine my own heart, and I have learned a lot. But uh, yeah, there are many reasons for why we might worry. For example, if you're a student or you're at school, you might worry about your academic performance and whether it's good enough. You're worried about whether you'll get the best grades, about uh, whether you're good enough to get into the next school. Do you know enough to pass your exams when you have exams? And will you be uh, good enough or able to get that job that you want in the future? If you are married, you might be worried about starting a family, about having kids, or whether you're able to have kids. And then when you have kids, you worry about your kids. Are they eating right? Are they sleeping right? Will they be bullied at school? And so there are many, many reasons for us to worry. But this is exactly what Jesus is telling us not to do. Jesus is telling us not to worry. And so in this passage, Jesus tells his disciples, do not worry. But when he does that, he does so with love and compassion. When I was little, I used to be afraid of loud noises. I remember there was a time in Hong Kong when there was a big celebration that was going on. And Chinese people, they like to light these firecrackers, these big red long chains of firecrackers. It's like da -da -da -da, really, really loud. And so when the firecrackers went off, being afraid of loud noises, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. And I covered my ears and I ran all the way up to the top of the flat, trying to get away from the noise trying to get as far as possible from that terrifying sound. And my mum, she would follow me. And when she got into the room and she saw me crying, you know, she didn't say, stop it, get a grip, get over it. No, she didn't say that. She said, she came into the room, she held me, and she said, it's okay, don't worry, mum is here. Mum is here. And that is how it is with Jesus when he speaks in this passage, when he tells his disciples not to worry. He does so in love and compassion. And so I just want to go through this uh, very briefly, uh, this passage, hopefully it won't be too long, uh, with these uh, following headings. So first, um, I want to begin by providing several reasons not to worry several reasons not to worry, and then next, uh, ways to reduce our worry. So several reasons not to worry, and ways to reduce our worry. So if we start with reasons not to worry. The first one is a really practical one, and it is this. Worrying 
accomplishes nothing. Worrying accomplishes absolutely nothing. In verse 25, it says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And the answer, of course, is no, it doesn't. Worrying solves nothing. It gives you something to do, but it gets you, no, it gets you nowhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. It does nothing to change your situation or your circumstance. And in fact, worrying has actually been shown to be harmful. Persistent worrying can actually affect your physical body. And it can even shorten your lifespan. There is a physiological effect. And something that is interesting is that the, the English word for worry comes from an old English word meaning strangle which is a pretty good description because when we are worried, it's as if we are being strangled, we're paralyzed, it's like we're being choked. And so that's reason number one, worrying accomplishes nothing. It is not helpful, but it is harmful. And the second reason why we should not worry is this. Very simply, God loves you and he cares for you. God loves you and he cares for you. We have a heavenly father who loves us and he promises to provide for our needs. Therefore, we do not need to worry. Now, this truth, it is something that might be quite easy to understand, but the challenge for us is to live as if it is true. Because the fact of the matter is this, if we live a life of constant worrying, we are living as if we don't have a Father in heaven who loves us. We live as if we are not children of God, but as if we are orphans. And so to prove his point, Jesus uses two illustrations, and the first one is from verse 24. He says, look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. And then in verses, verses 27 to 28, he says, look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And so if God cares, uh, and if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And so this argument that Jesus is making, it's an argument from the lesser to the greater, because um, if, if God provides for the birds, if God takes care of the birds, how much more will he take care of us? And if God cares for a flower, a flower that will one day wither and die, how much more will he take care of his own precious children. God loves us, he cares for us. Because of Jesus, we have become the apple of God's eye. We have been adopted into God's family. We are God's beloved. God loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. And Jesus did not die for the birds or for the flowers but he died for you and for me.
Upon that cross, he thought of you. When Jesus was nailed to the cross and he was bleeding out on that cross, he thought of you. It says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't he also give us everything else? And so if God the Father has already given to us that which was most difficult for him to give, that which was most costly for him to give. Is he really going to be stingy about the lesser things and neglect our daily needs? No. Our Father in heaven knows exactly what we need, and he promises to provide for us. So let's go on to look at ways to reduce worry. Matthew 6, 34, it says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. You know what? If we just lived one day at a time, we would be kept from being consumed with worry because the grace that God has given us, it is for each new day. God's Grace is sufficient for today, and the strength that he gives us is for the events of today. And I do wonder sometimes how many hours of my life I have wasted by worrying about things in the future that I have absolutely no control over. There are times when we feel overwhelmed by all the things that need to be done, and all the things that we need to focus on. Sometimes it's just too much. And you know, I think when that happens, we just need to focus on the next most important thing. Rather than looking at everything all at once and being overwhelmed, if we just looked at the next most important thing, then suddenly everything else, everything, it becomes a lot more manageable. For example, if I had to write, uh, if you write essays, if you're a student, then this is a top tip. If you had to write a 10,000 word essay, if you looked at the whole thing, you might end up freaking out. You might be so worried, you might not even be able to bring yourself to start your essay. But if you say to yourself, right, I'm going to write 500 words each day, then suddenly what was once overwhelming becomes a lot more manageable. The author of the song, Amazing Grace, John Newton, he says this, we can easily manage our trouble if we will only take each day and the burden appointed to it. But the load will be too heavy if we carry yesterday's burden over again today and then again add the burden of tomorrow before we are required to bear it. And so the first way to reduce worry Take just one day at a time and do the, most, uh, do the next most important thing next. And uh, the other way is simply just to pray. It's just to pray. Don Carson says, either worrying drives out prayer or prayer drives out worrying. Either worrying drives out prayer or prayer drives out worrying. And you know what? That reminds me of uh, that passage where Peter is walking along um, on the waters of faith, and he's looking at Jesus, and he's walking towards Jesus. 
his eyes are fixed on Jesus. But then suddenly, when he focuses on what's happening around him in his circumstance, you know, focusing on his situation, he begins to sink. And so we need to keep our eyes on Jesus through prayer. And so I wonder, how often do you go straight to God in prayer when you're worried? I know that I personally need to do that a lot more. And what I really love are these lyrics from the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which again, I'm sure we all know. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And so God invites us to give him our worries. To cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for us. And he tells us not to worry about anything, but instead to pray about everything. To tell him what we need and to thank him for all he has done. And then we will experience his peace, which transcends all understanding. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the amazing love that you have for us. We thank you that we can call you Abba Father. We thank you that you are a God who cares you're a God who provides. You're a God, you're a God who is good. Father, we acknowledge that there are many times in life when we are prone to worry. But would you help us, Lord, by your spirit, just to grow in our trust in you? Would you help us in our unbelief? And so, Father, in, in being freed from that, that fear and that worry, would we be used by you more effectively for your kingdom and for your work? Would we learn to trust in you with every single detail um, you know, of our life? Would we trust that all to you? So we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.